You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Which brings us back to the defense. Uh, (laughs) Guys, this has been the worst game confidence-wise for the defense all season. You can't defend their performance. It was ugly today. It's been ugly. Okay, so... I'm going to try not to overreact because I do get accused of being too negative with the defense. That was pretty embarrassing. Um, Denver is a laughing stock. Like they can't score. They're, they're very bad. Um, they're just so very bad on offense. And you let them get so many points. So this is one of those like advanced analytics that for the moment, I'm going to choose to believe just to make myself feel better about the defense, which is the same thing you were talking about, Nick, the like yards per play part of it, yards per drive, points per drive. Those stats will suggest that the Chiefs played a pretty average defensive game for them. Now, if you want to spin that negatively, oh God, please no, don't let that be the case. They got sacks. You know, they, they got their hands on the ball or near the ball. They had a chance for even more turnovers than they got in the game. There were times when they looked, checked out. Too many big plays against Denver. Too many missed tackles again. And I get it. The offense kept giving them the ball back. It was hard. It was hard for me who have spent the entire year saying the Chiefs defense is going to get better. And I feel confident that they will after that game. Because all their young defensive backs got cooked. They let up way too many points. I feel like I'm going to try to just wash this one out of my memory. Because otherwise, I'm going to convince myself that the defense is going to be the reason why they lose a playoff game in a few weeks. And I don't want to be that guy. Okay, since I was the one who was negative in our last segment, when we were supposed <laughs> to be positive, I will uh, we'll do a little role reversal. Okay, So, despite the fact that the Broncos had 28 points, They had 320 yards of offense. They averaged 4.6 yards per play. If that were extrapolated across the course of a season, 4.6 yards per play would rank last in the NFL. In fact, it's lower than what the Broncos are currently doing, which is averaging five yards per play on the season. So the Chiefs somehow actually held them below their season average in yards per play. Well, how about that? In fairness, they were hurt. That stati- they were hurt by that statistic with their opening drive, which was t- twelve plays for thirty-four yards. And I want you to think about how hard that is to do and actually get first downs. To run twelve plays, only gain thirty-four yards, and then punt the ball is so hard. It's it's just like so hard to do. So, the, but Nick, come on, this they, is a thing. No, no, I won't. They you, let up too much. Okay, well, they had a couple bad drives, all right? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. Uh, the first drive of the, of the second half was really bad. Um, the touchdown drive where Russell Wilson got injured and then Brett Rippon came in to close it out, that was really bad as well. And then the final drive, I saw, okay. Now I'm do, you gonna, know, do you know why that? I'm, giving like myself other I'm not giving myself enough uh, uh, <laughs> emergency exits here because yeah. I'm listening on here's, the drives. Here's, here's the Here's the moment of the game where I'm like, no, you played like shit and you have to admit that you played like shit and this was your worst game of the year and it ruined part of my confidence in the defense will get better camp was. It was second and 34. Second and 34. And look, Andy made a mistake. 
He should have just made it third and 23 and said, go get your first down and accepted the field goal. But the Chiefs get this like obsessive nature about getting them out of field goal range. Spags talks about it all the time. They get so, so weird about it. Like guys can never gain yards and kick field goals from different parts of the field. But it's second and 34 against the league's worst offense. You let them get 22 on the first play and convert third and 11 on the second and then let Brett Rippon come in and score the touchdown on you. That was an embarrassing sequence. Like a real reality check. Okay, but this is a defense that got six sacks and two takeaways. And, and what do we talk about with Spags all the time is that he's going to have games where he gives up points. He's going to have games where he gives up big plays. And if you hate that and you think that's reason or justification for him being fired or being on the hot seat, that's fine. That's your opinion. But we know who Steve Spagnuolo is as a defensive coordinator, right? A lot of times he's going to let teams get up on him early, figure out what you're doing, recalibrate. And that's when the Chiefs have sort of laid the hammer down and kept offenses in check this season. This year, it w- or th- th- this week, it was the exact opposite. A couple of big bad mistakes by the offense, let them back in it. And all of a sudden, I think a bunch of guys who were looking around saying, you know what? I feel like, feel like we're, uh, we're pretty good here. I find themselves in a game where, oh, well, now we have to get back up. Like now we got to start playing again. Now, of course, you shouldn't take your foot off the pedal, but it's only natural when you're up four scores at the end of the second quarter. So the flow of this game, I thought was really well. Overall, if I just would have told you going into it that the Chiefs were going to get six sacks and two takeaways, you would have said ball game, blowout. If the defense gives you that performance, they're running away with this, and they should have. I cannot and will not focus on the defense today because I feel like the only reason this game was close was because of three costly interceptions by this Chiefs offense. You cut that number to one to one interception, to two interceptions, the Chiefs do win this one rather comfortably, but instead, it was a tight game that the defense pitched a shutout, pitched a shutout for a quarter and a half, had two quick fields, two short fields, excuse me, where the Broncos were set up with easy scoring drives. So I, I don't know. It's just tough for me to harp on the defense. What are Nick, what, go ahead, Kayla. You were kind of alluding to this at the beginning of that. Uh, when should there be a conversation around Steve Spagnola? Uh, I told you earlier in the season, I won't do it. I said, I'm done. I said, I, you, you're, I don't remember the you game. Won't waiver? I, I I can't now. I said, you know what? I'm retired Dude, from all Steve's, but no, I'm I'm not. Are you going to manual Acho this thing and just like stand by? He's a like Justin Herbert is a social media quarterback. Don't do that, man. You don't I have didn't to die. I to quit my career. I didn't threaten to retire. I just said I won't talk about it anymore. So you know what? I recuse myself from this situation. You know where I stand on Steve Spagnolo. He is who he is. He's good enough. This defense was good enough today. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna try and pin this one on him. So I'm done. So you um, you can have the conversation this offseason, but I think it's probably a little premature. Uh, Bob Sutton's defensive ranked by year, seventh, second, first, sixth, 15th, and 24th in his final year. Uh, Spags, 10th, 10th, 17th, and 15th. I would also say that Bob Sutton was gifted with much more talented defenses than Spags has been given during this time. So in the state of fairness, I would say they've done a pretty similar job. I have never made Andy Reid angrier than at the end of the year press conference, the year before Bob Sutton got fired. So going into what ended up being his final year in Kansas City, I had asked Andy Reid in his final end of the year press conference after they had lost to the Pittsburgh Steelers in a home playoff game. Hey, man, in a play in which Justin Houston was guarding Antonio Brown 60 yards downfield. I had asked 
at what point of the offseason do you enter? Do, at what point of the offseason do you begin to have conversations about what your staff will look like next year? That's how I said it. I didn't even specifically reference Bob Sutton, but he got so upset. He called, he yelled at me essentially in the press conference. And then two questions later, went back to me answering somebody else. It's like, when we get questions like that one, I can't stay focused on the other stuff. And you're like, okay. So obviously he is also thinking about the fact that he might have to fire his friend, Bob Sutton. So he knows when it's time to give up. The problem is like anything else. One, Sutton, rightfully so, won a Super Bowl with this team and deserves uh, leniency in that regard. Um, he took a defense and got it better and won it. And he's running out an entire rookie unit. Um, I mean, my God, half his defense is full of rookies. I think it's fair. I think it, I think it's fair to start that conversation this offseason. But if you're asking me if I would let him go, the answer is no. I would not be that quick triggered about it because I do think he does some things well. And it's hard because the offense is so good. We're never going to think fairly about the defense. A few thoughts here. I'm kind of with Nick. I don't think we're as focused on the defense if there's not three interceptions. Um, We had a very solid defense, I feel like, through the first few weeks of the season. We were kind of praising them. What has been the turning point? Is it just wear and tear as we near the end of the season? At what point should we... Should concerns start setting in after these last two weeks? Um, it's already kind of have. Um, not that they're just like a laughing stock. I don't think they're just going to get run out of the building. It's not 2018. It, it's, you know, like it's not that. It's just the the giveaway thing that we were just talking about, the takeaway. The fact they don't take the ball away doesn't give them much margin for error. But I'll say this in the sack department, Nick, after six today, I don't have the ranking in front of me. Um, we're recording this podcast at night. They'll update it in the morning. Um, but the Chiefs were sixth in the NFL coming into this week in sacks per game. Six is not going to hurt. They're standing in that. They're probably going to be in the top five in sacks per game. You can win. You can win playing defense if you just do that. If you just get sacks, you can like win a game, especially with Patrick Mahomes. Because all it takes is one timely sack to end a drive. So like I'm worried because I feel like they're showing their youth finally. But those things can happen and then you can bounce right back. So, like, I'm not panicked, I guess. Yeah, I'm not either. I mean, ask me if it's a game where the like I'm waiting to see the game where the offense just plays lights out and the defense can't help them. And we've talked a lot about, hey, the offense made a few mistakes. Can the defense pick them up? I'm waiting to see that game where the offense has an A plus game and then the defense just utterly fails them to the point where it costs them. So. I, it's I just I can't make any grand sweeping conclusions about this defense if Patrick Mahomes is turning the ball over. That to me is what I'll be watching more intently moving forward is can this offense get back to what we thought they were? Because that's the non-negotiable. When you're coming up with the Super Bowl scenarios before the season, they all involve the Chiefs being a mistake-free, well-oiled machine on offense. They've been really good. But with the lack of explosive plays, you can't also be a turnover-prone offense. It, that, that is going to be your fatal flaw if you don't get that figured out. 